Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sanderton and Enrique Alvarez, Clara with you. We're, we're getting a lot of traction on the text line about um, the, the conversation that we'll have on, on Friday afternoon if Nebraska does find a way to beat Iowa. And I, I want to start there. We're, we're joined on the Honda Lincoln Hotline, as we are every Wednesday, by Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. Hello, Aaron. First of all, how are you? I am good, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. So obviously the, the elephant in the room is Logan Smothers is starting for Nebraska on Friday. W- what's the conversation going to be around that quarterback room on Friday afternoon if Nebraska tops Iowa? <laughs> yeah, it definitely gets a little bit... Um, I, I, I think there will be people who will suddenly look at that and be like, look, why didn't Logan start sooner? And I think context is really important in this. I, I, I caution, um, again, we've talked, I, we have all talked about this on this show multiple weeks, that offensive line holds so many keys to success. So the hope is that the offensive line is able to step up this Friday and um, give Logan the time he needs, especially since it seems likely that they're going to limit how much he throws the ball. So it's, you know, I, I, it's kind of hard to put too much of, like, Logan versus Adrian because I don't think that's necessarily fair. But I have a feeling if Nebraska wins and Logan has a good day, you'll probably – there will be a lot of there will be a lot of talk about that. I, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that's not entirely all of the talk. Mm-hmm. We know Scott Frost is going to be calling the plays on Friday. Do you believe that the playbook is going to change into uh... – more of an option type look with Logan Smothers at the helm. I think you have to because Iowa has what twenty some takeaways at this point, eleven games into the season, and um, now Logan has progressed from everything we understand. He has progressed significantly from where he was when he arrived at Nebraska in his passing. But you know, I think you're going to have to rely on him being able to run the option, use his legs, um, keep you know, run the ball. Um, this is, this is the game for run the ball guy wherever you are because obviously we know that's the kind of game plan that Iowa is going to want to run at Nebraska. But I think you don't want to set Logan up. You want to set him up for success. You don't want to put him into situations where he's making mistakes he doesn't need to, especially if the offensive line is maybe uh, struggling at any point in the day. So, I think you have to adjust. I really, I, I don't, if you don't and you play him similarly to how you played Adrian, that's one, not adjusting to the quarterback you have, but it's also not adjusting to the fact that this is, this is his first big time game in this. I mean, he's only, he's only really been in garbage time or in like very like limited scenarios. We're speaking to Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity here on the happy hour. Aaron, speaking about the quarterback room, with the injury now to Adrian Martinez, what does that do for the outlook on on whether or not he is a Husker next season? What's your What's your take on that? How do you think um, it's It's going to be an interesting couple weeks following the season, following Friday's game. But what's your outlook on Adrian Martinez' status next year as a Husker? You know, I think Friday 
definitely threw a wrinkle in things, knowing yeah. he's not going to play. I don't know if that necessarily guarantees he returns, but I think it definitely guarantees. I shouldn't use the word guarantee. I, I, I think it definitely puts the option there for him to return to a collegiate team. Does that mean it's Nebraska? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I My gut feeling is that he's going to be playing college ball next year. I just am not yet ready to say if that's at Nebraska or not. And I, I, I will also caution people from too many rumors with him because the one thing I have learned about Adrian in the last four years is he, he holds information very close to the vest. He doesn't give that information away really easily. So um, if your uncle's brother's friend from down the street had heard that Adrian is doing X, Y, Z, probably not true. Um, until he says it, which it sounds like from – at least with Scott Frost wants, we should know soon. He was kind of making it sound like that decision will be made quickly. But but then I kind of wonder, like, if you're Adrian, do you maybe go through spring ball and then you determine if you want to go into the portal or not? I don't know. So I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I feel like I, I, I feel like in my gut he'll be playing college ball next fall. I just where is probably the bigger question. I, I guess on top of that, how, how does that all, how does Adrian's decision specifically affect how Scott Frost um, runs this team during the off season and where he goes? I mean, with the offensive coordinator uh, still up in the air about who that's going to be and, and them needing to go to the transfer portal. How does Adrian's Marti- or Martinez's uh, decision specifically adjust how Frost navigates this off season? Well, I think that's a big reason why Adrian, or excuse me, why Frost wants that decision from Adrian relatively soon. I don't think he wants any uncertainty. I think he mm-hmm. wants to kind of have an idea of what what am I going to have to look at as far as potentially looking at the transfer portal. Is the offensive coordinator I'm bringing in? Do they have somebody in mind? Um, what, how does that change maybe uh, things for Logan? Because would Logan potentially transfer away if that was uh, something where he knew Adrian was going to return for another season. So there are a lot of dominoes that could fall entirely based on his decision. So that's why I think I think Frost is like, we'll have that decision soon, because I think in, in, for him, he needs that decision soon. Uh, could Adrian technically wait and make a decision later? Sure. Will he? Probably not. I feel like it, it would be a relatively soonish decision. Um, but it does it does change. It changes how you recruit. It changes how you look at the transfer portal. It changes uh, maybe who that offensive coordinator would be interested in bringing with them if there's somebody out there right now. It it, it does change things quite a bit um, either way they decide to go. We're speaking with Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. And, Aaron, how quickly do you believe that, that Scott Frost and this staff will – well, Scott Frost really will try to get his offensive coordinator and the rest of his offensive staff assembled with the end of the season looming and recruiting ramping up and the, and the early signing period just uh, a couple of weeks away. Yeah, I think you have to have that offensive coordinator in place like as soon as possible, so within the next week. Once that – Iowa now understanding that uh, whoever this offensive coordinator is, is is probably coaching somewhere else that, you know, could be looking at a bowl game and everything else, but that doesn't mean you can't take them away uh, when when the, like, regular season is over. But I think that regular season date of this weekend is going to be key. You have to get through that, get through Iowa, let whomever this person is get through their regular season. And then I, I think knowing that Frost has basically said, I can't make – well, not I can't, but he's not likely to make other decisions of who he's hiring and to what spots until that offensive coordinator is hired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you can't wait too long on that because if you do – 
it doesn't just it doesn't just affect uh, recruiting, which then puts a heavier emphasis on that you know more traditional signing day in February. But it also changes just like certainty uncertainty with your team. What what might people who have an option to go into the transfer portal do? Do they stick around and wait, or do they start looking? It the sooner you have that decision made, the better for so many things. I want to ask just a general question of, about Friday before we move on to another sport. But how do you see Friday planning out? I mean, is it just so up in the air that you have no idea, or how do you see Friday Friday kind of kind of playing itself out? You know, I'm not surprised that Nebraska opened as a four point favorite over a night like what Iowa's nine and two on mm-hmm. the season. Um, that that kind of like didn't surprise me. There were a lot of people who were like, "Can you believe this?" Yeah, absolutely, I can. Um, Nebraska really has I, I think you know Vegas obviously knows what it's doing when it sets the setting lines but like it feels like one should fall Nebraska's way really at any point now that line did drop when the news broke about Adrian and the fact that Logan would be make would be getting the start um, I am I could really see it going either way just like almost every game this season it feels like the op- the opportunity to win is there. You know, even with a even with a brand new person at quarterback, will Nebraska capitalize on opportunities? Will they be able to limit the damage on a team who, like I said, has so many takeaways on defense? Like, can they limit the can they limit that damage? Can they take advantage of their own turnovers? I don't know. If the defense plays like it did last week against Wisconsin, it seems probably like Iowa's going to win this. If the defense can step up. Um, Maybe, maybe Nebraska can pull off that win over Iowa. It's just, I guess, I've said this before, I really wouldn't be surprised either way at this point. How, how do you expect um, next season to look with the defense? Because I, I'm kind of curious. I feel like that's something that a lot of people are overlooking, is that next season's defense is going to look quite a bit different, especially in the secondary. I mean, they're graduating three of the four guys back there, um, and, and Travis Fisher named those guys by name. But the defense is going to look different, and there's so many questions about the offense. Just what are your overall thoughts on the defense and how they've performed this year when Nebraska's really had to rely on them, not just lean on them, but rely on them to keep them in games? And, and now next year it's going to look quite a bit different. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very different. The offense, or excuse me, the defense that people know this year is not going to be what the defense is next year. Mm-hmm. And I think Shenander knows that. And that there's going to be some growing pains with that defense because you're going to be plugging newer faces into it. You're going to be having players with less experience um, having to step up, and maybe they will, but you just, until you see it, you don't know. And I do think that's an area where when we talk about the fact that Frost's new buyout goes into effect the day after that Indiana game, which is six games into the season, I think there's a reason for that because you're going to have a pretty clear idea of what this, this team and that staff can do with what they have six games into the season. And that's both on offense and on defense. So defensively, you know, there's still a ton of talent on the defense. They are losing some really strong players though. So can they step up? It's not going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be an adjustment because it's not going to look like it did this year. That's for sure. We're speaking with Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. And Aaron, Nebraska women's basketball team hits the road for the first time as they go to uh, the San Diego Thanksgiving tournament and take on Drexel in the first round. Uh, what can we expect from this women's basketball team in that tournament in San Diego? 
Yeah, I was talking with Steve Mark, who is our uh, women's basketball beat reporter, actually a little bit about this today as we were waiting for football to end. And, like, we both feel pretty good about basketball. Um, we feel pretty good about the women's team, how they'll perform on Friday. It feels like they match up well. Saturday becomes a little bit more of a question mark. But I think this is the test. I, I loved what Amy Williams said on Monday, that they're finally taking the show on the road. Like, they wanted to be at home. They wanted to get in front of fans. They wanted to kind of build their confidence like that. But now they're taking the show on the road. I, you know, this is a really good opportunity for Nebraska to get some of whatever, whatever they need to work out, especially in a road environment without a home crowd, without fans, um, a full, you know, like a, an arena full of your own fans. Uh, this is the chance. So I could see a little bit of some hiccups just as they adjust. But I, I think they match up well Friday, and it'll be interesting to then see if they're able to win Friday, what they can do Saturday. We're speaking to Aaron Sorensen of Hill Varsity. One last one for you, Aaron, and it's not sports-related. Um, it's just a simple yes or no answer. <laughs> In your mind, is a taco bar for Thanksgiving meal weird? No. Thank you. Life. Appreciate it. That's all I needed to know. Everything is all <laughs> oh, good. All, ever, all good in the world today. All right, Aaron, appreciate the time as always. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week. Of course, you both as well. That is Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. Let's take a break. Remember, get some submissions in for uh, some folks you know to receive um, a couple Thanksgiving dinners courtesy of Muchachos and our good friends over there, as well as the $50 Canopy Street Market. It's no cost to you guys, no cost to them. Um, just trying to put some smiles on face before Thanksgiving. Let's take our final time out of the week on the happy hour and we'll round things out next. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.